What is it you've always known should be possible, but have never been able to find? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show, where we give you the tools to change anything you cannot change and create everything you desire in a different and easier way. Now here is your host, Dr. Andrew Gardella. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. Today is a very special treat because I have finally convinced uh, the founder of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas, to come on and harass all of you. So, yeah, and I I had decided long ago I wasn't going to get on this thing ever again. I know I had to beg. I I probably didn't really beg. You were you were very gracious in coming on. So thank you for joining us. Um, so today's topic is all of us think about it once in a while. Only a few of us choose it. And for those of you that don't know, today is a suicide awareness. Um, so yeah, there we go. So that's w- what the title is in relation to. And I don't know. Go, Gary. You're the talker one. Talk it away. Take us away. What would you like to talk about or address with this? Okay, well, you know, at one time in my life, I was in such pain that I decided I couldn't stand it any longer. I'd been in an automobile accident. And I hurt my back. I was in such pain. I thought I could not live with it. And so I started planning my death. It's really hard to plan your death because because there are all these holidays and then there are all these people with birthdays and then there's all these people that you knew that had birthdays and you don't want to get com- commit suicide on their birthday because then they remember it's a good person and they remember your suicide too. It's much easier to remember your suicide when it's attached to something. So I wouldn't do it because of holidays i wouldn't do it because of birthdays i wouldn't do it because of you know saint patty's day and all that kind of stuff and i finally figured out a day in in uh june that would work because nobody i knew had a birthday then no holidays were occurring there that i knew of and so i had to figure out that in june i was going to do it universe, you know, hey, I'm going to commit suicide at this time. You know, show me a way to do something different. And somebody walked in and talked to me about rolfing, which is a form of deep muscle massage where they go in and connect. They change the connective tissue between your bones and your muscle. And I did that. And after five sessions of, of it, I woke up in the morning and went, something's terribly wrong. Something's terribly wrong. And I went, what's wrong? And I went, oh. I'm out in pain. I was out of pain for the first time in 15 years. And I didn't even realize I'd been in pain for 15 years. Because what happens is when you create pain, you get tolerant of the degree of it. And you start to function with that as though that's normal. So I waited and waited and finally found rolfing and got rolfed. And I changed my necessity of giving you know, giving birth to a, you know, to a new coffin and started a different reality. It was great. So I didn't commit suicide, but I had a choice and I thought about it. But sometimes instead of thinking about choosing it, 
why don't you think about what can I do to change? But I don't think I can tolerate anymore. So all of you who have decided there's something you cannot tolerate, you should not tolerate, you just can't deal with this anymore, or you're, you can't live if this is what you have to live with, we destroy and create all of that. Right and wrong, good and bad, hot and talk, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And now what everything that you, what energy, space and conscious can you and your body be to recognize there's always a solution to whatever you've decided is not possible to change. You just have to keep asking. We destroy and uncreate all that and allow yourself to act. Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Okay, how was that for a good beginning? Oh, yeah, it was good. I, uh, you got me yawning. So, good. I mean, that yeah, was, there was no, there was nothing unconscious in your world where you were thinking about committing suicide. No, there's, there's nothing that I, I, I can't tolerate where I think I, I, I have no choice. Weird, huh? Yes. Oh, and we have Anne on listening to us, so I can, I have the, the clearings again. I can, I can tell them. Good. Why don't you do them again? So all of you who have decided there is something you cannot change, you could not tolerate, cannot live with, if this, she's, oh, I don't know her shorthand very well. If this is something you have to live, if this is something I can't, I, I can't even do it. I'm, I'm messed up. <laughs> if this is something you have to live with, will you destroy and create it? Oh, okay. There we go. Yes. <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. There we go. And what jails are you using to create the dominance of E is equal to MC squared to recognize there's always a solution to whatever you decided is not possible to change. Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and mm. pock, all nine ah. shorts, boys and beyonds. I didn't say that one. Didn't, what I, did you say? <laughs> I said, what energy space and consciousness can you be? Yeah. Apparently, I'm not the I'm, that. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. So, what energy, space, consciousness, and choice can you be to recognize there's always a solution to whatever you decided is not possible to change? Everything that is. Right, and, that and choose. And choose. There you go. <sighs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Well, that's that's got some charge on it i'll yeah. tell you what uh but i i think you are you're always very interesting gary because you know everyone has these things that they won't talk about or that you're not supposed to talk about and you will talk about anything and everything you know i'm weird i know but i found that it was a whole lot easier to be weird than it was to work hard to try and be normal You know, I discovered early on that I was weird, okay? First of all, I like people just because I like them, not because of any reason. And I didn't look at anybody as somebody that was bad. I looked at anybody, everybody as somebody who was different. And I was interested in those who were different because they were different and because they were interesting. And that was a different universe than what I grew up with. 
I think it's it's just a different universe in general. Yep. I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone that grew grew up with that. I know I'm just weird. Okay, can't help myself. Mm-hmm. But it has worked out well for me. I must say, I really like being who I am today because I know that even though something may not seem like it's going to work out. More often than not, it does. So, and what do you, uh, you know, for, for people, because I, I get, you know, a lot of this stuff when we're talking about suicide and, and the things they can't live with and tolerate is that things aren't working out for them. Um, so what is it that, you know, you see is creates having a life that actually works out for you? Well, my point of view is that, you know, it's like, what is it you're asking for? Look at what you're asking for and then ask, can I truly have this? And what would I have to do or be in order to have this? When you start to function from those questions of what do I have to be or do in order to have this, you begin to realize you have a different world. And when I was a kid, my mother used to tell everybody, Gary will never have money because he will always give it all away to his friends. I said, how can that, you know, it's like, I don't understand. And, you know, and I looked at it and I realized my mom was right. I took my allowance and it's like my friends didn't have any money. So I'd take them to the local, you know, malt shop and I would, I would buy them pie and I would buy them malt and I would use my money for that because I thought it was fun. And Mm. today I still take my friends out and buy them malt. There's usually alcohol included in these malts, I feel like. Well, that's that's an adult malt. An adult malt. (laughs) I like adult malts. You know, it's like my favorite adult moth is a pina colada. <laughs> and my second favorite one is margaritas. Preferably yeah. 1942 uh, Don Julio with, uh, with other really good things like, you know, Gramenier on it. So. You know, that's well, a sad thing when you have to drink those things, but you know what? I have to do what other people can't do. What do you mean you have to do it? Well, I'm weird, so I have to do what I have to do, and that's just all there is. Ah. Yeah. That's, that's... Other people have the point of view I should do something in particular. Ah. Well, you never have the point no. of view. I know. My son-in-law thinks I should be in New York for Grace's uh, birthday. Birthday. But she's going to have you and she's going to have Christine and she's going to have fun with you guys. And you guys are way more fun than I am as far as I'm concerned. And I don't have any stamina anymore. I can't even drink that much. It's really sad. I've gotten old and I've become a part of my stability I'm uh-huh. so feeble, I can't drink that much. I I just, I like all these, these stories we're hearing from you, of your fability. It's very believable. 
I'm glad you believe them. It makes my life easier when you believe my lies. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you're working very hard at it, so I, I feel like I should, should help you contribute to it, you know? You should validate me. You're right, Gary. You're so feeble. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say something else, but I, I totally, when you were talking about, um, what was it? I can't even remember. I was like, oh, but oh, well, I'll just run the clearings instead. Cause I feel like, okay. I think you already fried people right off the bat, which is very funny. So what I do <laughs> in two seconds. So all of you who have decided there is something you cannot change, you could not tolerate you could not tolerate and cannot live with and cannot live with this something you have to live with. Will you destroy and uncreate all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And what energy, space, consciousness, and choice can you and your body be to recognize there's always a solution to whatever you've decided it is not possible to change? Everything doesn't allow that. Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and buck, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Oh my gosh. Uh, I like it. That has some. So, you know. Serious chart on it. Yeah. Um, is there, and is I'm there a, anybody actually listening to it? You know, this is, it's always interesting. I, I don't think people are listening, and then people tell me they're listening. So, there are listeners. Most of them are in the future. They're like future okay. listeners. They don't. They, they don't. It's the it's the FLA. Huh? The future listeners of America, exactly. Yeah. Um. But uh, how much of you, you know? With all these things, we have like the the things you can't tolerate and the things you can't change, and also yeah. you know, like you said, like you talking about looking at your death, and I I like it. You're like I can't find a date where it doesn't affect people. Or it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to think about me later and think, oh, this is the day that he died. You know, because one of the things I realized is like my dad, I don't remember his death date. I remember his birth date. Why? Because we celebrated it all the time. We never celebrated his death date. But I knew people who did. There were people I knew who used to go out. They used to go out to their to their parents' grave and take flowers on the anniversary. And I always thought that was strange. But then somebody finally convinced me and let me know that I was the one who was strange. Then it became much easier. Once I knew I was the strange one. Well, you you are, I think you've officially said it. So, you know, well, how much of that is actually what, what contributes, like acknowledging that is, is what gives you the freedom to? Well, it gives you the freedom to recognize that, you know, the death. And it's like, and the thing is, for most of us, it's like to contemplate death. Death is not that big a deal. It's not like, you know, avoiding it is the most important thing. There are people who live their life to avoid death. We used to have this lady who lived with us, Marion. We had, you know, she was 
the doctor said she was definitely on her way out. So they, they let us have, um, help from hospice. Mm-hmm. They'll take care of her. And, uh, you know, because we were traveling so much and because Grace was living there with her, it's like, it was like, okay, this needs to be a thing where there's somebody here who can take care of this lady. And, you know, I said, so what's, what's the deal to the, the hospice lady? She said, well, when people get older, they get to the point where all they want to do is lay as still as possible so they can stay away from the pain and they want to not move so they can stay away from the pain and they want, you know, they don't have a reason to live. Hmm. And he says, you know, it's like you have to have a reason to live, to want to live. But I found that I just enjoy life. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I think enjoyment is a good enough reason, right? Yep. You know, it's like if you ain't having fun in life, go ahead and kill yourself. You're a waste of breath. <laughs> and with everything that brought up or let down, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock all night. Towards boys and beyond. Oh, I like how much charge. <laughs> this topic brings up um but with that gary it's time for our first break so okay so we'll be back in a few minutes live up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment channel What if age is just a point of view you lock into your body and you can start undoing the judgment with one simple body process? Welcome to the Access Energetic Facelift, a wonderful way to rejuvenate the face and reverse the signs of aging without surgery and invasive treatment. The gentle, soothing touch applied to your face and neck works with your body's cells to restore, enliven and rejuvenate. What if you could dissipate everything you've judged about your face? Once you do and eliminate the judgments, the body has the space to regenerate itself and the benefits are not just skin deep. The Access Facelift also helps you to look differently, act differently, feel differently and create more ease, joy and glory in your body and life. The Access Energetic Facelift. Find out more at accessconsciousness.com forward slash facelift. Man up. Tone it down. Be a real man. What does that even mean? It's no wonder men are confused on the roles they are meant to play in today's society. Return of the Gentleman is the latest book by Dr. Dane here, where he addresses what it means to be a real man, beyond the box and stereotypes. You know, a gentleman introduces a a really cool and totally different and kind of amazing concept that as a man, you can be kind and caring. You can also be potent. You can have women's backs, believe in women's rights, and still be sexual and still be attracted to them. It's where you actually get to be all of you. It's the you that you've always known that you were. The Return of the Gentleman is really about you willing to be you and liking the man in the mirror. When you allow yourself to be all of who you be, you become an invitation to something greater in the world. You become a gentleman. Get your copy of the new book now, returnofthegentleman.com. Welcome to the Baby Dragon Manifesto, the fire-breathing sequel to the Baby Unicorn Manifesto, authored by Dr. Dane here and me, Katrina Valentin. Not everyone is born a unicorn. 
Some people are dragons, fire, flames, and all. And these people explore and change the world by setting it ablaze. The Baby Dragon Manifesto tells the inspiring story of a new baby dragon and its journey of self-discovery through failure and fumble, awkwardness and authenticity. Beautifully illustrated, the Baby Dragon Manifesto empowers with one key question. What if your difference is your gift and your wrongness is a strength? You can buy the book at thebabydragonmanifesto.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in 1-888-346-9141. That is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. Welcome to the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're here. And during the break, um, we were talking with Anne. And so Anne was talking about... Anne um, Maxwell. Yes. How, when she would work with kids and, and suicide. So Anne, do you want to tell everyone the story again? So then we can... Yeah, I, I still work with kids and I still work with um, kids who are upset and depressed. And um, the thing that, and I worked on multiple inpatient psychiatric units. And so I worked with kids who had tried to kill themselves, who didn't succeed. And then I, in my outpatient practice, I also worked with a lot of kids who were really depressed and who were sort of whispering about it, thinking about it, or whose parents were worried about them. And the questions that I asked them were, you know, what's going on? What's going on in your world? And, and usually when kids end up on a psych unit or in a therapy session, when you ask that question, they're more ready to respond because they don't actually want to be there. And so for the kids who said, I don't want to talk, I don't want to be here, I would get them to realize that in order for their parents to know, I would ask them the questions like, what, what are your parents going to need to know in order to know that you don't have to come in here anymore? Like that. So that's how I got around that initial resistance. But, but if you're the space for somebody to actually talk about what's going on and you don't have a point of view about what they should say, how they should say it, or you, you don't have an agenda to fix them, you just listen to them, I would ask them what's going on and they would tell me all this stuff. And then I would say, so if that went away, would you still want to be dead or would you still want to kill yourself? And they would all say no. And, and it's like that, that sliver of hope that somehow something can be different, whether it's a situation or a person or an event that occurred. It doesn't even matter what it was. But even the ones on the inpatient psyche, um, it was that sliver of hope that made, because I would ask the ones that survived pretty pretty lethal looking suicide attempts, but they ended up still alive. And I would ask them what happened. And a lot of them would tell me that they changed their mind at the last minute. And it's that, it's that, it's that little sparkle of hope somewhere that's very deep. Well, you know, that's one of the things that I think all of us have to be willing to be the sliver of hope for other people for a greater possibility. That if we exactly. all were functioning from trying to become that sliver of hope for a greater possibility, 
that would allow people not to choose suicide, then that would be the greatest gift that we can be for the rest of the world. And we all should be willing to be that. So everything that doesn't allow you to choose that or to be that, we destroy and uncreate it all. Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Now, I was just informed yesterday that we have a some kind of a hotline where if you're having a problem and you need to have your bars run. And by the way, the bars can be the greatest liver of hope anybody else ever receives. So if you can get your bars run or you get somebody to run your bars, hope will come in. Hope will come in through the door that you cannot open to any other source. Okay? And... And people can check out too. Um, we have like one of the things you can check out is um, accessconscious.com slash you are not alone. And that gives you a link to the bars and all the information about the bars. If this is your first time hearing it, um, or you know someone that might benefit from the information, you can send them to that site. And there's lots of cool stuff about bars and okay. what it can By change way, with anxiety and depression. Don't send people a website see if you can take them there you go so don't and, take go ahead Ann. and the the other thing that i just want to say is that that thing that i just said may sound really grim i want you guys to know that those kids lived incredible lives and once they got it whatever it was that was going on that was bothering them so much their lives changed and they, there was more ease. They became, many of them became really happy. It, but there was whatever that thing was that was weighing so heavy on them. Once that was removed or once they didn't let it um, overtake them or like be them, once they let it go, it changed everything. So I just want you to know they're like, I still, I'm in contact with many of them, and it's amazing. It's, it's awesome. So it's not like you get there, and then there's a sliver of hope, and then you live a really grim, hard life. No. Things can really, really change. Cool. Yes, the problem is, once hope sneaks into your world, you become a different person, and that can't be good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, and the, the funny part about it is, oops, Sorry. Hello, are you still there? Yes, we're still we're here. Still here. Did you? Hey, sorry. Apparently, I had set my alarm and didn't realize it. That's alarming. That's alarming. Yes, it is very alarming, <laughs> you know. But luckily, I have CRS, so I can't remember shit. So therefore, I can't remember so, what I forgot that I did. Why, or so why I did it. So you so, can't even remember why you set the alarm to alarm yourself? Yeah. Yes. So the, uh, but the one thing is, it's like many, many people have told me that bars save their lives. Getting your bars run can be a life-saving event. Don't hesitate to try it, folks, because it's really good. And Gary, I had a lot yes. of kids that, because um, I had a, I had a therapy practice for 20 years before I discovered access. So some of the, all of those stories that I told you about the inpatient psych unit, were during that period of time after I discovered the tools of access and became a bars facilitator and then, and then taught 
um, had bars classes in my outpatient practice, I did work with, with kids who came in um, and who were suicidal, not wanting to be here, like that kind of stuff. And the bars was magical. It's exactly what Gary was saying. Like he really knows what he's talking about. And I have, I have clinical experience um, using that. And one of the really cool things is the pediatricians who would refer their kids to me would say, I don't know what it is that she does. She's really, she's really far outside the box, but whatever it is that she does works. And it's true. (laughs) The bars is outside the box and it works. So there. Yeah. So enjoy it. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah, It's fun. Yeah, and then you can, and then your kids can run your bars, which is even better. Yes, I got a picture last night from my daughter of her son who's eight running her bars. Cutest damn thing I've ever seen. Adorable. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a really cool kid, I think. But then I'm prejudiced because I'm the grandpa. That you're allowed apple, to be. You're allowed to be. That apple didn't fall very far from those trees, let me tell you. <laughs> well, you know, I just love where Grace lives, too, because I think where she lives with those boys is so beautiful. The trees, the you know, their pool, their whole bit. It's just awesome. Life is great. So let's make it great and just do whatever we can to get people to choose a different reality, choose a different choice, have a different choice. It's all possible. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that that BARS does or any any of the access tools is it, it contributes to you becoming aware of, like, you have a different choice with anything in your life. Yeah. And when you have a different choice, you have a different possibility. When you have a different possibility, you don't have to get off the planet. You have to start getting into the planet and enjoying it. I was just talking with Brendan today, and he was talking about he went to this island off of the coast of Mexico, and he went there, and it was a it's a national reserve, and they used to let people they used to let people camp there, and the campers, you know, these uh backpackers came in and they just destroyed this beautiful natural setting and and so they took camping off the agenda and now you have to get a permit to fish to do anything and it's very cool and this place was he said it was so beautiful it's amazing it was horrifying to him and he said i almost cried when i thought about people destroying it because they were camping there I said, welcome to mankind. Mankind will destroy anything before they will create. And so we need to have, we need to have that place where we bring out the creative stuff in people. And that is the thing that, you know, it's like most of the people who are suicidal are the more creative people in life who don't have a way of expressing their creativity. I had a friend when I was in high school and she was... She was considered the the weird girl. And 
I, of course, liked her a lot because I liked all the weird people. And, uh, and she was, you know, she was drinking vodka at school and stuff, but she still got AIDS. And she was really creative and really, you know, fun. And I thought she was funny and I loved the jokes and I played the jokes with her. And so when she got ready to commit suicide, the only person she thought about calling was me. She said, I just have to call you to say goodbye because you've been a really good friend to me and you've always been there for me no matter what. I said, cool. I want you to know I'm going to call the cops and tell them you're committing suicide. No, don't do that. Okay, I won't. And I did. Why did I? Because from my point of view, her committing suicide would have been a crime. And I called the cops and saved her life. And years later, she thanked me. Take the step. Be there for the person that needs you when they need you. Include people in your life. Don't exclude them. That's my words of wisdom for today. The, those are it. You're just you're you're done. You're tapped out. I'm tapped out. I have nothing else to say. Can you believe I'm out of words? No, I don't believe it. I'm not. I I know I was supposed to be practicing believing your lies, but that one I'm not gonna I'm not gonna validate. Okay, I'm sure you'll manage to find a way to get me to do something else. I'm well, I was, you know, one of the things that since we started the call, because the other thing we were talking about at the break is mm -hmm. just how much, you know, there's th these things in our lives, especially, you, you know, like different topics, but especially with suicide, where even if you're thinking about it, you can't talk about it. Or if you talk about it, it's <laughs> like, um, well, it's wrong. not comfortable. It's not comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, dinner conversation. Yes. Definitely not comfortable. I can just see that would be a, 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 a not so funny. Well, it's a funny skit to me, but I have a, a very twisted sense of humor. So, yes, you do, like, which is one of the reasons I love about you. You have a twisted sense of humor, just like that friend I had in high school. You know, mm -hmm. she was always making puns too. Well, she was a very funny girl. There's, there's, there's too many dead puns that I want to use that I'm going to restrain myself on. Yeah. Um, but, but so what is it, you know, because like you said, you just looking at like with you, with your life, okay, well, like this, this is something that really needs to change for me to go on. But I'm, I'm curious, like how many people even realize that they have these things in their lives that like they're, you know, they're, they they don't they they'd rather die than change, or they'd rather they don't even know. Well, I don't think there are that many people who would rather die than change. I think there are people who are dying to have a change, and so they will tend to die or get sick. But there are all kinds of people who don't know how to accomplish the change, and that's one of the greatest gifts of access, from my personal point of view, is we have techniques and tools that can change anything. And it's like, you know what? How does it get any better than this? Than the ability to change anything. Yeah. And 
and you know what you were saying with the the um like the how it changes uh, yeah so if you know you would like to change it what what would you just like what is something that anyone could do to what would i have to do or be to change this with great ease what do i have to do or be Because most everything can change if you're willing to be and do whatever it takes to change it. There you go. You know, and it's always amazing to me with with using the tools and everything, how how quickly something changes when I'm actually willing to let it change or I actually ask the question about... Well, when you ask for it to change, it always does, damn it just annoying as hell. Uh, I know. You um, wish it would stay there forever so you can tell everybody how miserable you are. Because everybody loves, you know, misery loves company, so that's the only way you can have friends is if you're miserable. Well, see, and I'm, I'm always been weird because I, I would know when I got miserable, I knew I needed to change something. Because um, I remember... Oh, that was what, your telltale sign of change, huh? Well, yeah, I knew uh, when I was in chiropractic school and I was, I was just not happy with anything in my life. And I was like, it was an, I, I've usually, I'm usually pretty happy or I don't have a point of view about the things in my life. And I was like, I was not happy. I was not having fun. And I was like, okay, like this needs to change. And then a short time later, I found access and not yep, only, that's the way it not, works. not only that changed, but everything changed. I know your life is miserable now. You know, you have your own apartment. You're not living with your family anymore. You have all kinds of art and stuff that you like, and you sit there in your bed and admire your artwork. It's like, yes. what a terrible life. I, I agree. It, it, it's truly terrible. Just in a different way where I actually have to enjoy it. Yep. And bad commentary in life where you have to enjoy yourself. Yeah. So maybe uh, we can talk about that more when we get, we, it's time for a break, but I think that would be a cool, you know, I want to hear your points of view about actually enjoying your life. So we'll talk about enjoying your life after break though. And we'll be back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Relationship. 
Are You Sure You Want One? is a brand new book by Simone Millicis and Brendan Watt. So the difference between this book and probably any other relationship book on the shelf is that it does give you some really different, pragmatic, very confronting tools to create your life in a great relationship or to know that it's okay to be single. It's not wrong. This is not your average relationship book. It's not about love or romance. Instead, it offers powerful questions and pragmatic tools you can use every day to create what you truly desire. A lot of us have way too many expectations of our partners in relationship. What I've learned over the years is when you expect from somebody, they either have to reject you or judge you or separate from you. So getting out of that place is giving you freedom in relationship. Relationship. Are you sure you want one? On sale now from Relationship. Are you sure you want one.com. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in 1-888-346-9141. That is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Hello, everyone. We're, you know, we're welcome to our world. I like that song. Um, <laughs> but Gary, so we were going to talk about uh, enjoying your life. Yes. Well, if you always look for what's great about your life instead of what's wrong with your life, everything changes. And one of the things I've tried to teach people is don't say what's wrong with my life. And don't say, oh, my God, I feel like shit. And don't, you know, it's like, because if you say those things, then you reiterate those and start creating them. And if you ask what's right about this, I'm not getting. And what's right about me, I'm not getting. Rather than what's wrong with me, that I can't change this. You will start to create a life in which you have fun. I enjoy every moment of my life. I drove out to our our ranch here today to to do this show. No, I drove out here to have time at the ranch because it's quiet. It's like, it's deathly peaceful. You know, it's like, because, you know, except for the, the roosters that crow and the 
horses that Winnie and the cows as much, and the peacocks have screamed. It's like it's wonderful. Well, and I think, you know, I was listening to something uh, earlier today, and you were talking about how people actually aren't willing to see the gift that they are. Yeah. Um, you know, which goes with what's, you know, what's right about me that I'm not getting. I tell you a story about a kid that I was working with that I used those tools with and what happened to him. He was, can you, can I, he was, he really was, he was suicidal and he was this skinny little guy that had a lot of medical stuff going on. He was the thinnest child I'd ever met in my life. And um, very long story, very short is he had a moment where he really had to choose whether he was going to go or stay. And, and he said to his mom, Mom, I don't want to go. I want to be here because there's so many things that I want to do. And one of the things that he was brilliant at was sports statistics. And he knew more football stats than any man I ever met, even the, you know, football so-called aficionados. And this is a little guy who went from being suicidal. He had multiple surgeries, difficult birth, like all this kind of stuff. And he went from having a really tough life to now he's a mascot for one of the, or he used to be, for one of the major league football teams. Like they adore him. Cool. Yeah. And they have pictures of him and they, you know, he's got this incredible life and that's the, but he, he got to that point where he was given the choice about either leaving or staying. And he chose to say, because quote, there's so many fun things I want to do, but mom, there's so yeah. many things I want to do. And I, it's just one of my favorite stories. I still get goosebumps. So every time I see him on Facebook, I'm like, Oh my God, I love you. Well, it's very cool when you realize that, you know, somebody is willing to create a different reality you got to be willing to create a different reality and have a different reality and that was part of the gift i got as a kid that i didn't even know i got because it was just like okay this is weird i don't want to live like this i watched the people around me who lived i mean i lived in a middle 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 class neighborhood everybody was boring and, you know, and I used to always go out and meet the neighbors and I would talk with them and try and find out about their lives and what was special about their lives, what they loved, what they didn't love, that kind of stuff. Because I was trying to figure out what the fuck am I going to be when I grow up? And, you know, it's like, and I didn't realize, I knew that somehow I had to have a choice. The great gift my parents were is they always said, you can do anything, Gary. Except when I did the things that I really kind of liked and wanted to do, they kept saying, oh, why are you choosing that? You know, choose something that's more, that's more normal. Except I didn't. I mean, my dad wanted to go see, uh, you know, wanted to go see the Randolph Scott and John Wayne movies on the weekends. I wanted to go, go to the Old Globe Theater in San Diego and, and watch Shakespeare. And it was like, uh, wait a minute. And I thought it was funny. But it's like I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do what they thought I should do. I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. I just had no idea what I wanted to do. Hmm. 
Well, and Gary, that that's one of the things about, you know, for all you parents out there, a lot of times kids are really different from from parents and want to do things other than what the parents want them to do. And the kids who really thrive are ones who have parents who, regardless of what their choice is, give them all the resources that are available to them, both financial and yeah. time-wise and like that, to really explore and discover what they're good at, what they love to do, and to give them as many opportunities to be that and do that as they can, even if it's even if it's so different from what the parents thought their kids would be. Well, it's like I talked with a lady today and her husband was telling her she was a bad mother because, because she, he, he was trying to force the girl into doing her homework and stuff to the point where he made her cry every night because she wasn't getting her, her homework done good enough. That's just crazy. It's like, whose homework is it? That's crazy. Yeah. Whose homework is it? It's like, (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like every kid is different. And why would you try to force your kid, you know, into doing their homework? It's like I said, well, it's okay, guys. You don't have to do your homework. I don't care. If you flunk out, it's all right. Because, you know, the good news is you can always go to work at McDonald's. And my kids were such incredible snobs that they would no more work at McDonald's than they would die. Well, one of the things that I love about access is how clear you all, you are Gary about choice and like whose choice is it? Like whose life are you living? And it's one of the tools that I've used in my practice that has, I think created almost more change than anything else is getting people to realize that whatever choice they make they make creates a future. And so for parents who choose for their kids over and over again, like what future are you creating for yourself, for your kids? Like that kind of, you know, and for kids, well, what choice, yeah. you, I mean, you know, what future are you creating when you choose to not do your homework or, or make your dad yeah. mad or whatever, you know? So the one thing is that what I got her to do is to talk to her husband and get questions going with him where she found out what he was trying to accomplish. And so what are you trying to, you know, make happen here is what she said. And the end result was, the end result was, she said, you know, she said, he said, what I really want to do is, is make, I I don't want her to be like me, to be as stupid as I was. Right. And that's what every parent, why every parent tries to choose for their kids, right? Who does, who tr- yeah. tries, because they don't want, not every, to but most, but they, they don't want their kids to go through what they went through. They want their kids to have other choices. And in order to do that, you really got to let kids choose, <laughs> not choose for them. Yeah. 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 Oh, these access tools are so cool. Yeah, I love access. I love what I've created over the last 28 million years. <laughs> That's terrible, you know, you enjoying it. Yep, I enjoy my life. You know, I'm out at my ranch right now where I have a giant bison head, you know, buffalo head on the wall. And, you know, I have a uh, stuffed uh, Bobcat who's leaping off the kitchen cabinet to eat you. 
and uh, a turkey that's flying across the room, and it's like it just cracks me up. But I like I think everything is funny. Well, yeah, but you didn't, you know. I think that's that's part of what makes life worth living is yep finding the humor in it. Um, so we're we're wrapping up, Gary. We got three minutes left. Any any other words of wisdom to leave people with? Yeah. Choose what's great and what's fun. Purpose of life is to have fun. And if you ain't having any, kill yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Nobody should say that kind of thing on a suicide prevention week. You would though. It's just you know, yeah, just how you are. You no. Know. But I also it's think, true. you know, when you're, when you take right. the great thing is that we, we've said, you know, when you say things like that, well, no one expects it of you. They, they expect you to, to fight them or, or try to stop them or to, yeah. or try to, to give them a spiritual reason not to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do have a choice. You can have a great and fun life or you can have a miserable life. And if you enjoy making your life miserable, you got to be willing to look at it and say, well, apparently I enjoy this because I keep choosing it. Because whatever mm-hmm. you keep choosing is what you truly enjoy, not what you think you ought to have that you don't have. And, you know, if you'd like something different, then choose something different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, that's our show. So thank you so much, Gary, for coming on. And thank you, Anne, for coming on, too. Um, it was a pleasure. It was fun. Thank I you so much. How fun I used to have with that. Yeah. Oh well, you can. Uh, you know, you can come back anytime. Thank you, everyone, nope. and bye. <laughs> bye. We appreciate you joining us this week for the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website, accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our show with Dr. Andrew Gardella. Until next time, have way more fun than you're supposed to.